Military Wives, it's If You're Listening, one person's mission to force her friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. My name's Ramsey. I'm Heather. What was that intro, Ramsey? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always say something random, and this time it was a song title from a Decemberist album. Okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I I just re-listened to it recently. Oh, all right. I really had no idea, and I was very confused. Yeah, Um, it was a weird one. All right, how are you doing? Uh, Pretty good. I... Spilled a drink on my work computer. Otherwise, good. Please tell everyone what the drink was. Don't just... It's specific. Uh, it was a pina colada that I was <laughs> balancing on my chest. <laughs> Wait, I also... I'm sorry. Uh, just a peek behind the curtain. I was with Ramsey on Friday, and he also had a pina colada. So this means Ramsey has now had two pina coladas in one weekend, which he's not on vacation on an island. So this is already extra weird to me. But um, you were drinking a pina colada at home, which is yeah, also right. somehow weirder to me. <laughs> that's like a uh, tropical island drink only to me. So I uh, I bought a bunch of like, not quite Hawaiian shirts, but like island print type of things. Oh, and so you're leaning into a character is what's happening. I mean, I guess you could say character. <laughs> I declared on Instagram that I will now only be referred to as Summer Ramsey or in, uh, Island Ramsey. So. Okay. All right, I missed that tweet, so now I'm caught up. <laughs> I mean, if that's a character, then uh, yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm up there with Sherlock Holmes. To be fair, I also can't remember if you have a mustache or not right now, because I mostly see you with a mask on. This is true. Uh, I do not presently have the okay, mustache. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, well, let's bring our guest on. We can ask him about his facial hair right now, too. Um, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> today on the podcast, we have Chris Barron joining us. Hey, Hello. Chris. Thanks Chris, for your, having me. What's your facial hair doing right now? Okay, so right now I have a mustache, my signature mustache, yep, yep. Uh, and a little bit on the chin. Okay. Unfortunately, all I can really like substantially grow is the mustache mm-hmm. and the the chin, and very unfortunately, the soul patch is very <laughs> prominent uh, area of growth for me that I, I really like. Even if I have just like a little bit in a photograph, it looks like the the contours and shape of my face for some reason really like it makes it look like I have a full fucking Frank Zappa Mark Marin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm it super patchy me. everywhere, but <laughs> I, I get this like perfect Dorito shape underneath my lower yeah. lip for some reason. And anytime like I po- post a photo of myself and somebody comments hey soul patch it it destroys me it crushes <laughs> my spirit oh no well i mean yeah. maybe like i feel like you're right you're too young to lean into that into that now but like eventually you can just go fully yeah, like, once, once I'm like yeah once i'm like you know 55 yeah like uh liberal uh, <laughs> uh <Yeah>. ponytail <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that that that'll be my vibe then yeah yeah, yeah, you're I, just not ready to lean into it yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think of like a John Hodgman who really owns that look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of forgot he went that route. Yeah, he he he's rocking it. Fair do enough. you uh, do you shape the stash or do you just let it go? Um, I uh, you know, in in maybe in like uh, a January or a February 2020 was the time <laughs> I would I would shape. <laughs> Shaped the stash, uh, and for for maybe like two months of the towards the beginning of quarantine, I I went stashless, which was a new experience for me. 
<laughs> I just had an experience where I don't know, Ramsey, if this ever happens to you, like I was like sneezing so much and it had nothing to do with my facial hair, but I just wanted to stop sneezing and I felt <laughs> like maybe there's something stuck in my mustache. Pollen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're uh, just yeah, like a bee, like a bee covered in pollen sneezing all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I like the that diligence to to test that hypothesis. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. You're, you're, like, I wife, you're like I still have allergies. <laughs> yeah, and then and then my wife looked at me weird for like three days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember one time as a kid, like the first time I remember my dad fully shaving his face and being truly horrified, like as a small child. Yeah. I had that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So now that we've covered off on our most uh, prominent section of the podcast, our guest's facial hair. um, Chris, do you want to tell Ramsey what album we're doing today? Okay. This album is called the glow part two. Mm Hmm. I don't believe there is a glow part one, by the way. Already great. <laughs> um, it is by a band called The Microphones, which is um, Phil Elvram from uh, Washington State. Uh-huh. Uh, he, not, he, he uh, I guess, became more well-known in the past like five years for uh, dating Michelle Williams. Is that her name? Oh. Yeah, marrying Michelle Williams. Yeah, yeah, marrying Michelle Williams for like less than a year. Um, yeah. Also, he he put out a record uh, when his uh, before he did, married Michelle Williams. He had a longtime wife who he has a daughter with, uh, and he put out a record like right after she died of cancer. That was kind of like a big uh, record. Yeah. A, a very like sad uh, record about grief and stuff, and uh, kind of like ironically or or morbidly like made him kind of like a actual famous indie right. celebrity yeah well because i feel like that album came out also like at the same time that everyone found out he was dating michelle williams and so there was also like a morbid element of like they mm. both lost a spout like there was definitely right. like some yeah. weird like grief porn element mm. to people like being like, ooh, I want to know more about it. But the album is beautiful. I do actually really like that album as well. But yeah, yeah. Um, I did not. Okay, so Chris told me you're doing this album. I don't know this band. I don't know this album. But I do know the album that we're talking about and like some Mount Eerie stuff in general. But so now that I know that, I'm actually more excited about this album because I do know at least I like this person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is Mount Eerie him solo? Yeah, yeah. He just, okay. just he like you know innocuously decided to call it Mount Erie instead of the microphones for some reason. But now he just uh, on Friday put out a new microphones record, his first in like you know fifteen twenty years. Wow, oh, that's so funny because also you picked this album before that, didn't you? <laughs> I, I did. I I, <laughs> I I wasn't even thinking about that, but like hmm. that's so funny. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the so when I was pulling this up, I was going to start asking you questions because there are a lot of songs on here, and they all have very not all, but some of them have weird names, um, and so I'm just like not totally sure what we're about to get into. <laughs> yeah, and, and forgive me for not knowing exactly the format. Are we going right. to listen to the entire record? Sure, but we can skip around if for some reason you would like to. 
I don't know. You might want to end up. There's like, there's just kind of like long periods of yeah. just no, noise on this record. We can, we can, yeah, we can uh, make that call. We do that sometimes, depending on the album. Um, uh, just, I, I want to break in real quick to say, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, like uh, the albums that I have mostly skipped on are albums that uh, I'm mostly not enjoying as we're going through. Like uh, when right. I forced Ramsey to listen to. Um, corn, which was also not enjoyable <laughs> for me in the year 2019. So uh, things like I, that. I, I, I actually, you know, this is a very uh, of the moment thing to say, but I recently also listened to a corn record for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> which corn album? Uh, issues. Oof, even later wave corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, used to be I not to get off on a whole corn thing, but I used to be. I would say corn was the first band I ever loved. They as no, a, as this, a this is the right podcast for that. The, uh, they were also one of the first bands I ever loved as well. I saw them when I was in eighth grade with Rob Zombie. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> yeah, great tour. And you, and you know what? I would have never thought that of corn and Rob Zombie, the person that I, as like a thirty-four year old, would be like, you know. I have respect for that person would be Rob Zombie. <laughs> I know, yeah. He really uh, made a name. Yeah. Uh, I like monkey from corn, but that's it. It's literally you, just, you like you his name or his you name. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, nobody else has a nickname, right? It's uh, all just in, like, no, incorrect. Most uh, of them have okay. nicknames. <laughs> there is also Fieldy and head and head. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. All right. I forgot no. the other ones. No, and also you were very shook when I told you this, that the other guy's name, other than the lead singer, who I think everyone just calls his full name of Jonathan Davis, that one of the other members is just named David. Okay, so <laughs> that that stuck with me so much that David was in the band that I thought everyone was David, Carl, and then Monkey. <laughs> David, Carl, and Monkey. <laughs> Corn! <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh, I love corn. Okay, <laughs> um, Chris. So yes. the album we're actually doing is not corn. Um, <laughs> now, I, now I want to go listen to "Follow the Leader." Again. No, but anyways. Um, okay, so when and how did you come to know this band and like this album? Uh, I don't really. Rem- I can't really pinpoint it because I think it was a very internet type Uh thing so it was not like I heard about it from a friend or something I think I was just like of the age where I had just gotten into like uh like bright eyes and like Mm -hmm. saddle creek type like indie rock type things like very like a lot of instrumentation and experimentation and I think I probably found out about it like just like on a whim like through like soul seek or something like that like like if 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 I found somebody's library that like had stuff I liked, I would download other stuff that they had. Yep. Um. So I think that's how I found out about it, and then I don't know. I just really latched on to this record. I mean, I'm not alone. Like this is kind of like known as his best record. Um, yeah. Uh, up until the the uh, I forget what the the sad record is called, but it has um, a weird name, I think also a to crow be looked at me, a crow looked at me. That's what it's called. Hmm. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Anyway. 
anyway, Glow Part Two. Uh, so I, I just found this record and I heard it and I and I was just really taken by it. And it's kind of the so- there's not really conventional song structures, but they don't mm-hmm. feel they, it doesn't feel like a forced experimentation. It feels like kind of uh, just a true type of uh, I, I don't know, like a guy figuring out how to make music and how to record in a really uh, interesting and exciting way. Cool. Where does this fall? Is this like a first album or more towards the middle? I think it's more toward, I think it's maybe like his third or fourth microphones album. Okay. Third studio album, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then, Oh yeah. And then the, the new one that just came out is the fifth so oh, wow. wow! Okay, yeah. So big ass break there because this one came out in two thousand one. Oh wow! Yeah, but he's been doing Mount Erie in between. Right. That this basically he's been doing Mount Erie since this album until last week. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I can't stress enough how Mount Erie is not any different than this, like in any way That's other okay. than name. I was just gonna ask. Okay. My, yeah. My my wife has listened to crow looked at me um i think i've heard a couple songs i don't think i've i haven't sit, sat down to listen to it but i also don't remember what it sounded like so this will be a, an adventure for me it was just yeah. vague sad music that mo was listening to in the background mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. your house okay yeah. <laughs> um okay cool so ramsey uh, yes. I just sent you the album art. <laughs> yes, I. it felt weird to ask to see it when I knew you had it already yes. <laughs> in front of me. Um, I really like this album cover. It's very cute. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got an elephant, I think, blowing out a forest fire or a campfire. Or starting one. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he always has these really great... Um, like packaging like he uh, he puts out all of his own uh, albums like he has his own oh, label wow. that he just does oh, everything cool. from um and it wasn't th- uh, like every record of his like it's like so exciting to like open up the album because he just like puts a lot of thought and care into it and there's always like little like booklets that like pop out or there was one Mount Erie record that came with like a like a fucking like 10 foot by eight foot <laughs> like a poster that was also like had all the lyrics on it. It was, I had it hanging in my room when I was like, you know, 19 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. So he he always just does a lot of uh, really interesting and cool stuff like that. I do really love that. I really love, I mean, I also went to fucking art school, but I love like really good (laughs) packaging and it will definitely for me. And like, the new bright eyes is coming out and I'm like, I don't even know if I like it. Like I, I try to keep my vinyl collection very limited. Um, mm-hmm. But I saw the packaging and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm buying that. Like, yep. <laughs> like I saw like yep. die cut of like basically yeah. bright eyes. Bright eyes is another band that always yeah. does a good job with that. I mean, they were not like, one, either one or nominated for a Grammy for Castadega. For the for actual Grammy. Uh, no, or for, for the album, the, the packaging. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Amazing. Also, I think Cassidy is an underrated album anyways. But right. Um, cool. Should we get into this? Sure. It's Let's many, do it. It's many songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, there's, there's like, you know. 
So, yeah, so there's 20 songs. Right. But actually, it's an hour, which seems kind of short for 20 songs. It doesn't seem that crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's probably 12 songs. <laughs> and there's <laughs> a lot of noise. Or maybe maybe there's like 15 songs, yeah. That's fair. Um, so who would you, you don't, you may not have an answer to this, but who would you say, would you say that like Bright Eyes and like the other like Saddle Creek type bands were like peers of the microwaves at that time? Um, I, I don't really know. The microphones were more like in the, in the K I said microwaves kind of thing. God damn it. I'm going to do that a hundred <laughs> times. It's, 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 it's A-OK. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know exactly. I, I don't put them like in the same scene because yeah. like they were in like the K, the K record scene, which was, you know, a lot more indie and a lot yeah. more kind of DIY feeling and kind of like just a lot more Pacific Northwest. Yeah. But I don't know, and I, I don't get the sense that like the microphones did that much like touring. Like Bright Eyes was like a powerhouse as far as yeah. like touring goes, but the microphones they've toured for sure. But I don't know if uh, you know they, the microphones never really like. It was almost kind of it seemed like like the guys. Ethos is just to not be famous. And sure. he's famous, hmm. like, despite himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And yeah, no, I think I was curious. And I think because you said, like, that was the time that you came to them of, like, being into that type of music, because I'm obviously I said I mostly know Mount Erie. And I would, I think I agree, I would put it much more in, like, the sort of like pitchfork darling indie camp than I would yeah. like even emo adjacent at all. Um, right. So yeah, that I mean that makes sense from what I know of them as well. Yeah. What do we think that percussive noise that's been happening is? It sounds like know. a rocking chair. <laughs> it's hmm. so cool. It sounds like somebody is like, like, like pulling back like a wood. Uh, stick and then like yeah. letting it go and then it flaps yeah. the, the snare. It's like, it's one of the the to me one of like the coolest recorded sounds I've ever heard. It does sound really cool. <laughs> At first, I thought one of you was doing something. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> like it sounded. I don't know what I thought it was, but I was like, is one of them doing anything? But it to me, it like obviously I know it is not this, but it to me it sounds reminiscent literally of like someone rocking on a rocking chair on a wooden floor i don't know that's yeah. obviously not yeah. what it is but that's what it sounds like to me yeah also this is beautiful and i love it yes <laughs> so far, this is really great yeah it's good and it kind of like in a way that a lot of music that i think that I listen to and that I would assume that like maybe you guys listen to like they don't take um, like this 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 record takes like long kind of just like times where it just kind of like repeats the part and just lets you kind of zone out and it's kind of like meditative in, mm -hmm. in a way yeah I can see that yeah, like I feel like uh, I've talked about this on the show before, but like I love um, music that I would consider like Sunday mu morning music 
And this already yeah. like is what I would put in that bucket of like you're having a chill morning, you're cooking breakfast, you're just like having a nice day listening to some music. Like yeah. so far I would put this in that bucket for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's also I have found it's a very good like night drive record. Because it has just like long, long periods where you can kind of just zone out. Yeah. I just recently got a car again. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to more, um, to reflecting on driving and listening to music more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he a, uh, a one man band kind of guy or are there other folks playing? He's a, he's him? a one man band kind of guy. I, I, I do believe that there, there's like a, a cast of characters for this, for <laughs> all of his records, but it's definitely like just whoever he chooses in the moment. And it's just like, oh, I need a drummer that can drum like this and then or i need I a horn a horn section you know all that kind of stuff there's there's nobody on this new microphones record that like people are clamoring to come back and reunite with no no <laughs> chris are you are you a one-man band type of guy when you record i know when you tour you are a lot of the time obviously so. i am uh, yeah i'd say similar to uh him like i you know, I'm, I I write and record most of everything oh, myself. Oh, oh. Sorry, somehow that skipped to a weird thing. We're, now we're on song two. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, Chris. You were saying you so you write you record most of your albums yourself. Yeah, I mean, I record most most. I record all of my albums myself, and, and uh, most most of the instrumentation other than like a few things that I will farm out to a friend that I think yeah. might have a, an interesting take on something, cool. you know? Yeah. So, so this is interesting. This song is obviously very different sounding than oh, the yeah. last one. Yeah, but then it kind of gets back to it. Oh, okay. Is this still track two or was that? This yeah, is not track, track two, yeah. Two. Huh. And it, it, you can't tell over like this, but uh, there's like a really cool thing going on with the guitars that are like panned. Like, he's like strumming one guitar and then strumming another guitar yeah. in like a really weird syncopated way that like, hmm. once it's mono, it kind of just sounds like a regular guitar, which is makes this, I think, the point, but like it, it's a really cool effect in stereo. I think I can hear it because it's playing from my computer, so I can <laughs> right. tell because it's jumping back and forth also between yeah. my headphones right now, obviously, but um, yeah. it is very... You'll have to listen to it separately, Ramsey. <laughs> I will. Yeah, there's a lot of weird instruments on here that I couldn't tell you what they are. Like, what was that noise that just sounded like a tugboat? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I faced death. I went in with my uh, I feel like this is the worst way to start a statement, but I, I don't think this is going to bring a lot to the discourse. <laughs> but it's stuck in my brain and I have to get it out. Go for uh, it. The Beastie Boys album, Hot Sauce Committee Part 2, is the only other part two without a part one that I can think of. Ah, yes, yes. 
I think there is a glow, a a song in, in one of his early records called The Glow, but there is not a a record called The Glow. Mm. Interesting. Is there a titular song on this album? This song is called The Glow Part 2. Yes. Uh-huh. The song we're listening to. Yeah. I believe this is the first song I ever heard by the microphones. Oh, cool. That's like starting with Empire Strikes Back. How were you able to understand what was happening <laughs> in the song? I know. Actually, I'm trying to find if there was another glow before this because I'm on Wikipedia. This is also just like an interesting vocal quality right now. And now yeah. I'm like, yeah. there were words in the first song, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's no end. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of this song yet. I feel like, Chris, your musical tastes were already more advanced than mine in 2001 then. If you, cause I feel like if I had heard this in 2001, I don't know that I would have found this song super approachable yet. Like, I don't feel I like don't, my musical taste would have been there. I don't think I, it was 2001 when I first heard oh, it. Oh, okay, think so I it was, was later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, it was probably ooh, maybe like 2005 or 2006 okay. is when I would assume I, I heard this for the first time. I, I would agree. Like, I feel like at that point, if I had heard it, I probably would have been more into it because I feel like probably similarly, like, uh, yeah, I mean, 2001, I was still in high school. so And I think I was probably just listening to much more like, gen, like actual pop music and like pop punk and like probably exclusively that. And then like, through college got more into like indie more interesting songwriting right, things that yeah. were as you know straightforward verse chorus verse right. chorus <laughs> yeah 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 Heather when did Counting Crows hit you? like 8th grade okay <laughs> Very, that, yeah that was a middle, middle school on loved them <laughs> nice I like this yeah, part I, a lot. I, yeah, th- yeah, th- yeah. This is what kind of what I feel like this record does best. It's just these kind of like long. Well, not long. It, it ends right when I say it's long. <laughs> uh, like just these kind of like they just kind of like vibe out and just yeah. kind, of, kind of the same guitar line over and over. But it doesn't feel like I don't know if you're like really with the record. It, and engaged in it like you're never like when is this gonna stop you know right the drums are probably the instrument i know the least about um well that's not true but uh when i hear that many cymbal crashes i just feel like oh we're having fun in the studio right now (laughs) (laughs) we're having fun in the studio (laughs) doing a thing i love it So to be fair, I feel like if everyone's just wearing headphones, that honestly just seems actually annoying to me if I'm thinking about it logistically. <laughs> the crashes themselves? Yeah, like if everyone is just wearing a studio and you just walk in and someone is just playing the drums, that is not enjoyable sounding to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that, that sounds awful. 
Yeah, being like being in a studio and recording drums is the kind of uh, most. It's it's usually the first thing you have to do, and it's always the most boring and kind of just like like utilitarian and just like we have right. to get this done and we just have to sit here in this room for three <laughs> days and listen to somebody banging on stuff <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds not enjo- sorry to all drummers that sounds not <laughs> enjoyable <laughs> those are some neutral milk hotel-y horns in there yes they are What's this one called? This is called The Moon. Oh, like from the album cover. When the moon was there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there was. Okay, I couldn't even remember that. But yeah, I had to go back and look. I just remembered the element. Pitchfork gave this a 9.2, apparently. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh god, the first line of this pitchfork review is It's amazing when pop music expresses beauty through ambiguity after being pummeled over the head for years and years with some other shit. But I'm just like it's a really pitchfork opening to a fucking <laughs> album review. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I noticed you had three words in your first sentence that were less than four syllables long. We're going to have to revise this. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I imagine a pitchfork editor's like. <laughs> I mean, we're on the third track, but I feel like all three of these songs have been, like, obviously I can tell they're, like, related, but they've all three have sounded so different to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of going through this record uh, before we got on the line, and I will say the first four songs are like, uh, uh, with the exception of like one or two songs later, the first four are like what I would consider to be like the hits of the record, if if a record like this would have hits. Uh, (laughs) And we're going to get into some pretty... uh, uh, noisy territory pretty soon. All right. <laughs> you guys, I've never done this, but I'm going to have to log off early. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I honestly don't even think, like, to Ramsey and I, some of it will, will translate as anything but, like, static. <laughs> cool. Cool. Great. Yeah, I mean, music fidelity over the internet is just really great in COVID times. Yep. <laughs> uh... I understood what you meant, but for some reason I imagined initially that you meant it from like, we're Westworld robots and it just won't register as music at all. <laughs> that doesn't sound like doesn't, anything to me. Doesn't sound like anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a great show for uh, uh, a month. Yep. <laughs> yep. I tried to watch it. I got very bored of it. The yeah. second season was so disappointing, and then the third season was like, oh, this is just not the same show anymore. Is season three the one with Jesse Pinkman? Yes. Okay. I was I made it about 15 minutes into season two, and I was like, I don't care about any of these characters anymore. No. One time, uh, one of my friends, or like it was like a former coworker, wanted to like catch up 
And he was like, oh, I have an extra ticket to a show. Do you just want to go to that show with me? You like music, right? And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. And so I met up with him there and it was Evan Rachel Wood performing. And I was just like, I'm not sure you actually understand what music I like at all. Because this is very weird. It was her doing... Uh, her music is very bad. I've, I've <laughs> been on a, a, a YouTube bad. dive and it's like very very much an actor making music <laughs> oh yeah and it was all covers the one i went to all uh -oh. about like oh god i think the theme was like oh no i remember the theme was war songs okay. uh, and she it was just like so it was mostly like 70s like war songs like vietnam songs right. uh, and her just performing on stage at bowery ballroom to like 50 people uh, and it was really awkward. <laughs> Is it like rock and roll? Like what sort of? Yes. Question huh. mark. Um, I left early. It was very weird. <laughs> I was like, it's I gotta like, go. It's like fucking uh, Spotify rock, basically. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. is pretty bad. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, CMJ. It's like a band you would only see at CMJ, basically, yeah. is the way her music sounds. It's, yeah, it was pretty bad. Did Jeremy Renner open? No. <laughs> he just sounds like, what was I listening to? I listened to a podcast the other day that said he just, sound, that his band sounds like Imagine Dragons, and I was like, that seems correct. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what podcast that was, but whoever said that it was accurate. <laughs> yeah. I honestly also mostly just know Jeremy Renner from that movie um, Tag. I don't know that I've any, ever seen any other Jeremy Renner movies. Wow. That's yeah. uh, that's crazy. Like, what else is he in? I feel like he's an action guy, right? He's in all the Marvel. He's an, he's an Avenger. Never seen him. One time Ramsey tried to make me name the Avengers, and I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think his... That. He was in The Hurt Locker, which I think is worth watching. Oh, yeah, that's a good movie. I maybe saw that. Unclear. I don't um, I don't really watch movies anymore, it turns out. That's fair. Wow. I don't... I feel like, especially in COVID, I, like, don't have the brain capacity to um, take in new content, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm re-watching Gossip Girl. <laughs> I feel like in quarantine, I have I have watched, I have mostly watched movies that I would only watch on planes. Like yeah. every like, I feel like I just have like a plane uh, TV in front of me at all times since this started, <laughs> and I'm just like clicking around, going, what can I kind of fall asleep? Yeah, do that is on that I am like vaguely interested in, maybe. Yeah. Or there's like someone you recognize, so you can be like, oh, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also, I've just like been really into TikTok, and I think that's actually ruined my brain more than it already was. Like, I now I can only consume things in 60 second snippets. Right. Instagram stories yeah. are too long for you now. Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not enough yeah. dancing. I, I was I have an aversion to TikTok for some reason because I was on tour with somebody who would be constantly watching TikToks like in the van mm. or like in a hotel room and all I could ever hear was like trap hi hats and yep. people like <laughs> screaming and yep. I was like I I don't want to be involved in that. <laughs> like it's 
watching someone watch TikTok is more annoying than anything else in the world because it just is the same noises repeating. Like it's yeah. awful. Like yeah. someone watching um, videos or playing music out loud on the train drives me fucking crazy. But same. now when I can go back to riding a train again and people are watching TikToks on the train, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like fully yeah. lose my mind. It'll definitely be that moment of like, wow, we've, how far we've come, and then be like, nope, everything Still is sucks. just exactly the same as it was Still right before. Terrible. The- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still terrible, I- but now we have TikTok. <laughs> I'm not on uh, TikTok, but um, at the end of each one, when it kind of fades to black with the yep. person's name, I always think that's like an in memoriam. <laughs> just, just for a split second. Fair enough. Yeah. This was the content he left us with. <laughs> pranking his grandma. <laughs> yeah. Make God smile with your dance moves. Yeah, right? <laughs> to this song about... Never mind, I was going to say something very filthy because I was listening to that Cardi B song earlier. You think that's filthy? <laughs> I mean, for our podcast? Wait, you were I what? was honestly uh, astonished when I heard that song. Like, And I feel like I'm a pretty cool you know, guy, <laughs> yeah. and I can handle a lot of stuff, and I was... I mean, I could handle it, but I was... Yeah. I was... I was it felt like the first time music has shocked me in a while. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would agree. And like, I'm completely down with it. I love it. Uh, male rappers have been saying shit like that for fucking years. So mm-hmm. of course, yeah, yeah. I truly could not care less. But I was like, oh, oh, oh OK. Like, <laughs> go, like, I was like, oh, am I very old now? Uh, OK, guess that's happening. All right. <sighs> it's so good, though. Like, uh, Cardi B's. She's just is very funny, and, and, like, yeah. and, and like the dangly thing in the back of your throat line that is incredible. Very, very funny line. I incredible. Did laugh at, out loud at that? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I don't even know if it'd be funnier if she just said uvula because that would also be very fucking weird in a rap song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it. I just like the idea of like in a song. Uh like describing something that you can't remember what it's called. <laughs> incredible. Like it's so funny because like you can look it up, but yeah. <laughs> you're yep. just like, well, you know what that thing is called. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the uh the move pioneered by Ariel with her. What do you call them? Yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I'm going to I'm going to give credit to the uh, Elton John the, if I was a sculptor, but then again, no. I think that's the <laughs> that's pretty the funny. ultimate mid lyric rewrite. Mm. I mean, you were able to pull two, <laughs> which is, seems insane to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the last one was the the it was just. I mean, it was called instrumental, so I was assume it was an instrumental song. What what track number are we on? Seven. Okay. But we're about to go into some weirdly titled ones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is this? This one is The Mansion. Okay. 
Um, but the next one is something in parentheses, and then the song after that is something in parentheses minus one. <laughs> Are these like <laughs> gibberish words in parentheses? No, it's no, the word it's something. Just... Sorry. <laughs> I, I realize now. I realize now that was confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the phrase slow resounding story. It's a good phrase. Yeah, he's yeah. He, he he's has very evocative lyrics. Like he, they're very like a lot of imagery like kind of uh striking. Guys, I'm going to do something I never do, but it was really hot when I went outside earlier and I just chucked a drink of water. So you guys need to um just talk without me for a minute. I need a bathroom <laughs> break and I just can't right. Do another 45 minutes of this podcast. Be right back. Do <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I actually do have a question for you about this band. Uh, okay. Have you have you seen him live at all? I have, and it was okay. So I used to live in I live in Los Angeles now, but I used to live in Florida, and Mount Erie came. Um, to uh, Fort Myers, which is like an hour north of where I lived in Florida, um, and he played at a uh, in a planetarium. Oh wow! And it was like, uh, you know, it wasn't like a big, crazy show. There was probably you know less than a hundred people there, but it was all like seated, and he they, there was like a stage set up. It was like a, like one of those like half half dome type mm-hmm. planetarium things, um, and they played and then like like turned all the lights off and just had the the fucking stars going. That's cool. And it was I mean it, I could not imagine a better way to experience hmm. this guy playing live. Like and he had like a, a small band, so there was you know it was like a full instrument instrumentation, so it was really. A really spectacular uh, show. I haven't been in a planetarium since like middle school. Actually, now that I think about it, are the seats kind of raked, or like, are you leaning back? You're le- Yeah, you're kind of leaning back. That's that's a really interesting venue for a concert that yeah, isn't like was... Laser Floyd or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really neat. I'm back, and I have been to Laser Floyd before. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Uh, my dad took me. To be fair, <laughs> uh, is that is Laser Floyd? It's a cover band that is playing Pink Floyd, and there's a laser show. So they just when I went, it was literally they just played Dark Side of the Moon to a laser show, oh, and okay. Wizard of Oz also sort of played. That was okay. it. I mean, there was a uh... that was a, thrill, a really thrilling thing for a teenager. <laughs> Yeah, there was an amusement park near Heather and I growing up uh, called Darien Lake. Oh yeah, and they would do a laser light show at the end of every night. Uh, did you ever go to that, Heather? No, because I live further away than you, so we definitely always had to leave earlier to get uh, home at a reasonable hour. Right, right, right. And also, the, the last time I was there was for Warp Tour in like two thousand and nine, <laughs> so definitely got the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably more recently than I've been there. But. Oh, it was, I, okay, for the record, I only went 
because I was already way too old to be going to Warp Tour at that time. I only went because my friends were on the tour and I just hung out in their bus the whole time. I did not. I think Ooh, I went to. Wow! 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 Look at little Miss Vans over here. <laughs> Honestly, if they had been in a van, I wouldn't have gone. It's the middle of fucking summer, and there's no air conditioning. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, the I think I went to zero shows that day. So I don't even know if I went to Warp Tour. I think I just went to a bus. That's honestly better. Also, <laughs> let me be clear that that was like a two year period of my life that any uh, person I knew toured in a bus. It was, you know, the, the two years where people were making money on emo. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Was not meant to be a humble brag. Um, <laughs> also, when I tell you the band, it'll be funnier to you later. Um, <laughs> this Sorry, one, listeners. Yeah. Tease. Uh, this one is something minus one for you. Good, 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 good. Uh, when you said that this is going to sound like... Oh, go ahead, Heather. No, I just said this one's a little spooky. Oh. Uh, when Chris said that this was going to sound like static, um, the, it's it's. I genuinely think that something happened to the tapes on the way to mastering. <laughs> they accidentally <laughs> deleted something or put a magnet too close. Yeah. This, this does not sound good. This really does yeah. sound like it'd be good music in a haunted house right now to me on yeah, my end where I can hear yeah. it properly. Yeah, there's, yeah, it, it gets creepy. <laughs> yeah, Heather, if you're on your late night drive that you started on track one, you're going to oh. assume there's a guy with a hook in the back of your car at this point. Yeah. Someone being hiding, hidden in the backseat of my car while I'm driving is a genuine fear of mine. I think it's less of a fear now that I live in a city, but like when I lived in like upstate in the country... Mm. Truly, truly a fear of mine that someone would be hiding in the backseat of my car and kill me on a back road. Yeah. So thanks for putting that back in my head. <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs> also, I really played myself. So I used the bathroom, but then I got more seltzer to drink. So Ramsey and I are recording another episode after this. So and nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pee again. But it's I really... Reprecedented. Okay, but the problem is, is that I got <laughs> I got these polar seltzer aids and they're so good that I can't stop drinking them. There you go. Um, before you announced that you were back, you announced that you were back with the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of opening my new seltzer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, it's blueberry lemonade and it's fucking delicious. What what has been a record that, that the two of you have been the most uh, split on? I guess. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, Ramsey hates most of them. Um, <laughs> that's that, I don't know if that's true. fair. That's not true. Um, well, okay. The the record Ramsey hated the most that we did was at the drive-in, but at the drive-in is not like one of my top ten favorite bands or something. So I don't know that that's the one we're most split on. Yeah. Right. Um, honestly, the song, I know what song we're most split on, and it's Goodbye Sky Harbor, because I yeah. love it, and Ramsey did not enjoy it. <laughs> what song, is that, is that an At The Driving song? Uh, no, uh, at the end of Jimmy World Clarity. Oh, oh okay, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I have a kind of a blind spot for Jimmy Eat World for some reason. Quite alright. They have many albums at this point, too. Um, yeah, I mean... 
I'm trying to think what 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 would what do you think your answer would be, Ramsey? Yeah, I'm scrolling back through real quick. Um, you know what it could be huh. uh, is LP One by American Football. Oh yeah, you just didn't in the like sense, that very much like, at all. <laughs> I liked it okay, but like I didn't have violent hatred for it. But I know it's like a beloved one of yours. Correct. Yeah, that's fair. Because the the other thing I would say is that like because a lot of these albums I'm going back to and they don't all hold up, obviously. So there are some that we're listening to that I loved so much when I was 16 and then I play it for Ramsey as an adult in my 30s and I'm like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. So sometimes the opposite happens where I end up liking it less than when I started. <laughs> it, it might be what? good old lifted, the story of soil, etc. Oh yeah, but... you don't like that one either. And I still do love that one. Yeah. I like that record, yeah. Same. Yeah, I'm scrolling. I feel like it's... it's th- Those are mainly it. Oh, yeah, Ramsey also really hated Cap and Jazz, but again, Cap and Jazz is not one of my favorite bands either, so All right. I'm not, not offended by that. I, I, I find when I kind of go back and listen and try to, like, you know, pick up on stuff that I once loved, the stuff that is the hardest for me to listen to now is, like, the the more aggressive and screamy stuff because mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm just like so calm down what are you doing <laughs> yeah I think the I was never really into super screamy music so I don't I'm, I'm sure I would have that experience for the things I was into but I think the ones for me that are the most cringy tend to be the like super super poppy pop punk just because like the lyrics are fucking garbage hmm. Are like misogynistic, and it's just like oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know better when I was fifteen. And those ones, I'm just like, oh god, okay, this is rough. Like, I think those tend to be the ones that are, yeah, the yeah. toughest listens for me. Yeah. Um, have we, have we done anything that would be considered out and out screamo? Uh, I don't think. So have you done like any like glass jaw records or anything? Oh, we did glass jaw. Yeah, we did do glass jaw. Um I don't think you liked that, Ramsey. I don't that, believe I did. That one was both screamy and kind of misogynistic. So <laughs> I, uh, one of the records is like astonishingly misogynistic. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I used to I'd be like obsessed with that band. And now when oh. I listen to it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And we did Head Automatica too, um, which, um, oh wait, we did Glassjaw and Head Automatica back to back. That's funny. Um, but I also. I, I mean, to me, Head Automatica holds up because it's just like. I agree. It's just like a party pop. record. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know I, if Glassjaw ever reckoned with their lyrics, though. They may have. I'm not actually not sure. I have like a vague memory of like an interview where they kind of addressed it. Because also, like, I'm. I'm not really super here for cancel culture. Like, I do think, like, they were probably 16 when they wrote this shit. Like, none of the rest of us knew any better either. And if, as long right. as you, like, recognize that that's not acceptable now, like, okay, cool. Let's make better music now. Great. Like... Yeah, you gotta learn from your mistakes and kind of... Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not gonna cancel a band for something they did 25 years ago unless it was fucking atrocious. Like, you had a shitty lyric? Cool. So did every other band. Like... Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. You know, um, 
Yeah, I, I think those are. Oh, <laughs> we did do Alexis on fire, and that one's pretty embarrassing. Mm. <laughs> Canadian was... too, double whammy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was also though because like I'm from upstate, so they would play all the time in upstate New York because it's like I, I was closer to Canada than I was what, what? In the city. What's happening? This is a song called Math. I thought that was a blender. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is. I think an organ, maybe? Like a distorted organ? A distorgan? Yeah. Distorgan? All right, I'm okay with it now. (laughs) (laughs) It has some lawnmower qualities as well. We also just did the ugly organs. This is a lot of organ content for this podcast lately. It's true. You know, I I, I kind of think about the ugly organ uh, as related in some ways instrumentally to this record because there's there's kind of these creepy interludes and uh, yeah. like steel drums in both of those re- in this record and in the ugly organ. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah came yeah. out like the same time oh no 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 ugly organs like 2007 right later something like that yeah this record we- came out fucking four days after or, or uh not four 14 days after september 11th oh wow yeah. crazy yeah i mean especially on this song though i can see that like kind of cursive e vibe to this one yeah, yeah we just recorded it's actually that episode when we're recording this one, that episode isn't live yet, so we just did it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Is this the first female vocals on the album? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know who that is. That sounded like a YouTube video started playing on your, in some tab. (laughs) Just, it came in out of nowhere. It was, it was not that. I forgot about this part. It's kind of cool. This is when the skeletons come out of their coffin and do their funny dance. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> nice skeletons, not scary ones like from the other song. <laughs> no. I think the, the person singing is the, the woman who does that band, The Blow. I don't know if yeah. you've ever heard of them. Oh. That's who's singing, yeah. I listened to a lot of The Blow in college. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I'm on her page now because I was clicking around, and she does, like, a ton of stuff with, it looks like, bands from the Pacific Northwest, and then, like, oh, when she was younger, and now, like, a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, like, Jesus, she's on, like, so many band's albums, as well as having her own stuff. Ooh, is that a vocorder? I don't know. 
I don't know. There's a lot of weird instruments happening in this song, yeah. and I don't know what any of them are. This is the soundtrackiest this album has felt so far. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to picture what I think it would be a soundtrack for, like what would be happening in the movie at this part. Stakes um, are high. Stakes are high, whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's like a montage of the police closing in on the drug ring. Mm. Yeah. Christina Hendricks is there too for some reason. Uh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> what a good choice. I, she is there. <laughs> Before COVID, I was at a bar in Williamsburg and Christina Hendricks' oh, husband was there. I don't know if it's still her husband. And I couldn't. I think stop. they got divorced. <gasps> oh, no. Um, well, then I guess they must have. Uh, actually, I don't know. It could have been end of 2019, early 2020. He was just at a. Um, divorced in 2019. Okay, well, he may have been a single man when I saw him. I don't know. Um, he was just at a bar. I just saw him. That's all. That's my whole story. I didn't say anything to him. <laughs> because I live in New York and you don't talk to celebrities when you see him. Yep. Never. Yep. Same in LA. One time I was in LA at dinner and I saw... What's his name? Charlie from Lost. And I got so excited and wouldn't, but I didn't say anything. But I literally wanted yeah. to cry a little. I got so excited. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a Lost, a Lost character in the last year. <laughs> I, I was with a friend of the show and human you know in real life, Katie Davy, And I literally nearly cried. I got so excited. <laughs> we were at some vegan spot. I, I could not tell you if you paid me what it was or where we were. Pretty, pretty generic ass vegan spot. Yeah. I think I would have written you're really great on my hand and just flashed that at him. Yeah, something something like that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I well and also when I told that story, I forgot though, Chris, that you had a lost podcast have had a lost podcast. Well, I, and I'm glad uh -oh. you brought this up. I, Go my on. friend, my friend Jeff Rosenstock and I, yep. two two of us are famous rock musicians, yep. Yep. and um, we have a podcast that we started in uh, like 2014, yeah, called Back to the Island. Yes, which is we are we have been uh, rewatching the TV show Lost, but out of order. Mm -hmm. And we have also taken like numerous like year long breaks from doing it because our touring schedules and just also not wanting to be doing it. Sure. Um, but, but most recently, we have um, we we only have one episode of Lost left to watch. Oh my goodness! Uh, Is it Nikki and Paula one? No, uh, we did that one. We we did that one. I think as a live episode. Oh, okay. Um, but uh. We only have one episode of Lost left to, to watch, and we've been doing the podcast again, but we don't want to end the podcast during the pandemic. Uh. So we we have we have changed course, and we have we uh, are now watching out of order the 
Batman, all of the Batman movies ever made. Huh. I love we it. Have changed, we have changed the name of the podcast from Back to the Island to Bat to the Eye Man. <laughs> I mean, if it works for you talking to you two to me, I don't know why it wouldn't work for you and Jeff. Yeah. So that's I what I'm up for. I, I could have thought for an hour. I don't think I would have arrived at Bat to the Eye Man. I love it so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, but, but how many Batman movies are there? You know, what do you um, think? There's like... Uh, uh, let's, let's think. So we, last week we watched the Batman 1966 movie with Adam West. Okay. Which was a lot better than I thought it would be. Very funny. Um... <laughs> And then there's like the the four from the nineties. And oh, yeah. then there's three the the Christopher Nolan ones. So we're already up to, to nine. Yep. Got it. And then there is the Justice League and Batman versus Superman and I guess Suicide Squad. So there's at least eleven. Damn. And then oh. There, I don't know if we'll get into like the Lego Batman and stuff like that, but you know, we'll see. Don't forget uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Got to do that one. Everybody says that. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> but are you ever going to finish Lost? Well, once the, once, I mean. You'll go back. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Okay. Eventually. I, I, I think you should really build it up that we're finally going to do that episode of Lost and then just hit him with the fringe pilot. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I like I that. Love, I did love French, to be honest. What episode? I, what episode of Lost do you have left? Is it a big one? It's just a random one. Well, we saved the the pilot for last. Because oh. oh. to be fair, I think the only episode of Lost I could like call out by name is the Constant. But I'm okay. You already did that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad I asked. I did not know. I, I believe I went to a live one once when you guys did it at Union Hall. Yeah. Um, yep. But I had I had not checked in on what you were doing with that, you know, since whenever that was, which seems like maybe five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeff, I don't know if you know, Jeff moved to L.A. So mm-hmm. he lives here now. So he's the only person I, I mean, aside from my wife, he's the sure. only person I, I see now yeah because i just i'll just go over to his house and we'll sit on his back porch like outside and do our podcast he'll like he like runs microphone lines out through his window and we oh, just oh, wow. <laughs> hang, hang out on the on the porch which i is, love it it's, it's nice yeah. uh, i just want to say out loud right now heather i don't have a long enough cord to do that <laughs> Oh, yeah, because Ramsey does live on the first floor. I could just go hang out outside of your window. It would be so loud. All the cars oh my going God, there. it would be so loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is an option in LA. That is not an option in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. I also live on the, the fourth floor, so not an option here either. <laughs> Guess you could climb up my fire escape. I was just going to say, we could go on your roof, maybe. You'd still have to come inside to get up there. God, also, it'd be so hot. Can you imagine? Yeah. Although, actually, speaking of roofs, while I have you here, Chris, why is there always a dog on your neighbor's roof? 
So that dog, I, I can only assume that there is some sort of staircase, dog, a dog staircase, so it can go on the roof because it is, it's, you know, it's just always up there. But it's, you know, it's not stuck there, so it, it comes and goes as it pleases. I love it. I wish yeah, I could look out my window and just see a dog on the roof. I'm like jealous of this dog's life. It's really cool. It's and it, it, <laughs> it like it, there's like stretches of times where it, like he won't be there, so it like becomes kind of like a like a rare exciting thing to see him. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I, I love that. I, I do too. I like I like just when I see it on your Instagram story. I love I love a roof dog. And my wife and I like we've we've gone on we go on walks around our neighborhood and very occasionally we will see the owner walking that dog and so it is cool. always very exciting and yeah, that's like a, that's like know, a celebrity sighting yeah it really is uh we have not ever had the courage yet to like uh, and i think exacerbated by the pandemic now sure. but we've never really had the courage to like go up to her and be like hey you know we just want you to know we've been uh Taking videos of your dog for two years <laughs> and putting it online. Yeah, it's not a great way to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I just, uh, you know, I my wish for you post pandemic is that you can pet this dog in real life. Oh. Yeah. Yep. That'd be. <laughs> Heather, to look on the bright side, you may not have a dog on a roof near you, but you do have enormous swarms of scary bees. <laughs> that is true. I do oh, have a beehive. Uh, yep. It comes back every spring, and it is uh, the most amount of bees I've ever seen in my life, Whoa. and uh, it's terrifying, and I don't like it at all. <laughs> wow. Every spring. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. They're, it's like a vine on the building next to me. And I don't know if there's a hive behind it or if there's like pollen or something, but it's a, a literal swarm of bees like once or twice a year. It's terrifying. Oof. Living in New York City is great. Everyone should uh, definitely do it. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that made it sound like everybody has to deal with the bees. Next <laughs> <day>. <laughs> okay. My thing is the bees. Your thing is something else. Everyone's got a fucking thing that is annoying as shit in New York City, and you All know right. it's true. Hey, you know, I always wanted to live in New York City, but I don't know if I could handle the bees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you hear it all the time. It's a valid reason. Man, I don't know how you do it. Just that constant buzz. <laughs> To be fair, they've never gotten in my apartment. Like, not even a single one. So it, it's not that bad, I guess. It's just disconcerting. Yeah. Um, so that was instrumental, too. This actually has gone... Like, there have been a couple... I, I think I was expecting there to be more songs that were just painful noise. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I would say there's really only been, like, maybe two. And one was spooky, so I actually kind of liked it anyways. Yeah. Because there's only... This is the second. There's th- this is there's three songs left. I don't know why I couldn't figure out how to form that sentence, but there are three songs left. <laughs> and I would say, since the first four songs, this is the next like actual like. This is like a, another one of my favorites on the record. Cool. Yeah, I mean, of uh, since song four, this is also the one that sounds most like a song since yep. then. I would say. Right. Yeah. 
This one also kind of sounds like a Sufjan song to me. Yeah. I was thinking it was reminding me of like a quieter Belle and Sebastian song. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it could, it could. I could, I could see this like on a if you're feeling sinister thing. Yeah, what actually, Chris? What would you say is your favorite on this album? Maybe this song or I want wind to blow. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, yeah, I just for different reasons. Like this, this is just like a nice, good song. And then yeah. I want wind to blow or the glow part two itself are just like just really exciting and cool yeah. songs that that kind of do, do things that a lot of songs that I normally listen to don't really do, but they they, they just it's happening that was truly shocking after that last very quiet sweet song <laughs> that was rude <laughs> rude yeah. sequencing Woo! I agree was, uh, I want wind to blow the first one yeah, yeah. I like that one too. yeah it's great this well I played myself by saying that there weren't too many noisy songs Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I think this song, like the, the whole four minute or wait, how many? Yeah, four minutes. Yeah, this is like this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, if memory serves me. Is this one microphones featuring a broken dot matrix printer? <laughs> yeah. It. It is funny though too, because like when we were on the last one, I was thinking like. You know, like obviously we were saying some of the songs in, you know, in the middle were like noisy songs. But I was like, oh, I feel like this would be a good album for me to like put on when I'm like working. That's just <laughs> kind of like a nice like lulling. I don't know if lulling is a word, but like background yeah. album. But then I would get to this one and I would be fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. also I, at the according to the Wikipedia. Uh, Lil Peep sampled two songs from this record. Lil Peep did? Yeah. Huh. That's crazy, actually. Yeah. I want to see what... Go is ahead, he one of the, the Lil's that you like? Uh, well, eh, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he was a SoundCloud rapper. Um, but yeah, definitely like an emo SoundCloud rapper. To be fair, I also don't really like that many of the Lil's. I just think it's funny that there are so many. Mm-hmm. But Lil Peep, actually, I definitely do actually like a few of his songs. Lil Zan, I only think is funny. I actually don't like him. <laughs> I did go to a concert, but I don't like him. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, a song like this is really hard listening to it remotely. Where it's like, how much of this is audio error, <laughs> buffering? Well, I'm really confused because there's still a minute left of this song. <laughs> so I don't even know what's going to happen now. 
Yeah, I'm ready for anything now. After that jump scare at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out what songs Lil Peep used those samples on. It just says he sampled them. Was there like a secret track on this album? Oh, maybe. Let's, let me see. Because the last song called My Warm Blood, it says it's nine minutes and 28 yeah. seconds long. Oh, there is. Okay, so I don't know if you guys can hear it. There is like a noise right now, but it's kind of nothing. I'm just going to skip ahead a little so we don't listen to nine minutes of silence. Does it sound like you're in a basement? Like that sort of noise? Because I think I hear like a low low hum. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can hear it a little over there. Okay, so that is now the end. I'm putting it in quotes of that song. So now we're going to My Warm Blood, which is nine minutes. So let's see. We're going to My Warm Blood. Yeah. Okay, so there there is just like a minute long. I don't even know if that's really a secret song at that point, but like, yeah, a thing. Piano sounds cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is so funny. Like, for you, Chris, we've talked about secret songs on the podcast before because we've done albums that, like, came out not digitally first. And how secret songs, like, digital just kind of killed secret songs. <laughs> the worst yeah, one, I think. True like the most egregious one is on Green Day Dookie because mm-hmm. they just make the secret track not a secret track and so it's just oh, like yeah. a song and that song is insane like yeah, it's like very now weird the closer to that album is just them fucking around in the studio <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing that has kind of like gone away or has totally gone away like on CDs a lot of Saddle Creek fans used to do this there would be like negative tracks yeah yes. that was you would like look at your at the at your radio and it would be like negative one negative yeah. 59 and we're like what the hell's going on yeah that was cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could do any of these weird antiquated either uh secret song negative track crazy packaging what would your like cream of the crop thing you could do if money was no issue with releasing an album oh gosh <laughs> Heather, I love this question, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> I would, you know, I love, uh, here's what I want. I want a, a gatefold LP that when you open it, uh-huh. like a greeting, like a greeting card, it just starts oh. playing the record. Ooh, that is that cool. Would, yeah, that seems possible. That yeah. actually doesn't seem that insane. Do you or at least imagine- one of the songs. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like a recording of the song? Yeah, that was my question. Is it like beep boop 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 or that is that's an even better idea? Like like a a, like a tingy little version of 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 one of the songs. Yeah, it's kind of like that. You're kind of like entering in the world of the record and reading. You know, yeah. That seems doable to me. But the only way you can have like it would always be playing when the thing is open, so you could never like open up the record and read the lyrics while Never. you're listening to, to the music you would have to yeah you would have to only be able to listen to the little tingy version mm-hmm. of it. or the entire album is in one key that syncs up with that loop. yeah yeah that's that's a good idea <laughs> a very I, I kind of lie and say that was a good idea 
I like it. I like it. <laughs> I have a quote from uh, Phil Elvrum when uh, when he learned about Lil Peep using his music. And I, this quote is uh, from before he died, I believe. Okay. When, uh, from before Lil Peep died. Yes. When I first saw his videos, I was like, "Arg, no, yuck!" I just really <laughs> didn't get it. And I think it's just because I'm old, honestly. Uh, it's one of the first times I felt truly alienated from kids. You, uh, I felt truly alienated from, you know, kids these days, hmm. but I mostly just felt bad. I didn't want to be associated with it, but I also didn't want to be a hard ass. Yeah. I'm mostly fine. I'm mostly fine with anyone using my use, my music for whatever. Everything's just compost that gets reused. <laughs> wow. I mean, my thing, like I do also get that reaction because like my fascination with like SoundCloud rap is that it is so like it, it seems so foreign to me. I don't understand what to do with the feelings when I'm looking at these kids with like tattoos all over their faces that I'm just like, I really am just like, you're going to regret this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, it's like, I do feel very incredibly old that I'm just like, yeah. why did you put that on your face? <laughs> like, and I have done very dumb things. I have very dumb tattoos. I've had very dumb haircuts, many colors, but <laughs> I have never put an insane tattoo on my face. Um, no. As of recording. As of recording. Yeah. And I mean, also, when Lil Peep, once when Lil Peep died, uh, Phil Alvrum tweeted, Lil Peep is on my mind. Oh, oh that's nice. That's nice, yeah. that's nice of him. Um, do we think it just does this droning for the next uh, five minutes? Let's skip ahead I, I and find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. That's it. Just huh. did that yep. for five minutes. <laughs> um, so that's the whole album. Cool. I yeah. like that. Um, Ramsey, what are what did you think? I think it was a really good EP. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you would do some resequencing on your version of this album? I, I think I'd do some deleting. Uh, oh, d- oh, just straight up deleting. Okay, I see. <laughs> the, I, I really love the those four tracks and then the, the island in the middle of the noise. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe if I were to listen to it as, as a whole with some headphones, sure. um, it would hit me differently. Um, uh, but... The other, tr- the tracks that I liked, I liked enough that uh, I'm not mad at it. Go for it, microphones. Do, you do you. Fair. Yeah. yeah, I I definitely, I agree. I did really like it. The Honestly, I didn't even, it was really just that last one that I was like, oh God, the rest yeah. I was totally fine with being like noisier because it, I think because it wasn't jarring. Um, right. But no, I, I really liked it as well. Yeah. Chris, is this record. In- is this an album you go back to with any regularity or it's just like an album that you loved a lot at a time? Um, it's hard to say. I'm trying to th- like, I, I, I definitely, when I am, anytime I'm like asked, like what is your favorite record or what, yeah. is, what are one of your favorite records? This is one always comes to mind. It's just like a record that like struck me, you know, kind of young and, uh, like kind of has always held up and I've never kind of like uh, my, my feelings for it has not really, have not really changed over time. Yeah. Um, uh, so I've always appreciated it for that. 
and yeah, I have, I, I'll, I'll pop it on in a night drive situation. Mm, yeah. it's definitely. It's definitely uh, a, a record for a certain mood. Sure. Um, I kind of like, I don't, uh, this is not a one-to-one comparison, but mm-hmm. I kind of liken it to like, you know how like every movie that wins an Oscar is like a movie that you would watch one time and go, wow, that was a great movie. I <laughs> will never, never watch that movie again <laughs> because it destroyed me. Like I right. kind of feel like that about this record, not, not to that same extreme. because sure. uh, there, There's a lot to just like enjoy about this record, but definitely like, w- you know, when you're kind of, swimming through the middle of the record i i can kind of feel those feelings a little more strongly <laughs> i really like that analogy yeah that makes sense yeah um yeah. cool i really looked i do think i would go back to it but i also like i i do think that um at least the more recent mount Erie albums which i've well I, a i would go listen to the new uh, microphones album but i feel like the newer mount Erie albums they do sound the same but i in my recollection don't have as like quite as the like crazy dissonance. So maybe I would just go back to those, (laughs) but I do really like, like I really loved, um, I feel your shape on this. And then same thing. I did really like the first several songs quite a bit. So maybe I'll just make my own little playlist. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, cool. Well, thanks so much for bringing us this album, Chris. And for my gosh, doing the podcast. Yeah. This was awesome. I love to pod. I'm, I'm my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) um cool well where i I feel like you're very easy to find online but my question is usually where can people find you online uh just go internet you gotta get on it it's chris farron on all the things twitter uh fucking instagram facebook (laughs) that's where you can find videos of the dog on the roof that's chris's neighbor (laughs) that's right that's right that's right uh yeah what do i do yeah i, I make music mm-hmm. I, I make paintings i make paintings of uh animals smoking cigarettes yes. and that's <laughs> it mm-hmm. yeah yeah um cool how about you ramsey uh you can find my new line of t-shirts love to pod at love <laughs> uh you can find everything on twitter at ramsey ess heather how Great. about you you can find me at Heather Shea, S-H-A-E, on same thing. Just the general internet. Um, cool. I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Chris. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>